Well, garbage tends to flow when, as, you, as yes. you puff the chest and, and try to make yourself yeah. sound, sound good. It's good. Uh, yeah, 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 garbage yeah. tends to flow. Nice. Where did you get that one? The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies James and Brando. It's a it's an old uh, family family song. Irish, is it an old Irish ditty? When the meat garbage <laughs> tends to flow, oh, we diddly diddly like the whiskey <laughs> down the well. Well, hey, uh, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast. You're here with old Jamesy and older Brando. That hey, Shunny, <laughs> that might stick. We're going to talk about losing your focus. Getting your ass killed. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not your ass, but somebody else's ass. Well, sometimes that's not totally undesirable. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't really lose your focus. Maybe I was keeping my focus. <laughs> maybe I was focusing, focusing on acting hard. like I lost my focus. <laughs> what, if it was, what if it was your son? Again. No. <laughs> kidding. Wait, wait, wait. I'm kidding, of course. My, my this, sons, both of my sons who have n- absolutely no sense of humor even relatable to mine, they, I crack jokes, they just sit there. They, it's, it's bad. I'm like, really? Is this thing on? <laughs> hello. hello. <laughs> so in this Lessons for Life, they talk about how getting caught up in the moment Turns a son's first ocean dive into his father's last. Dun dun dun! Is it a true story? True story. Hashtag true facts. Losing focus on yourself during a dive, even under the best of intentions. Well, you know what can they say. result in losing your life. You know what the road to hell is paved with. Good intentions, right? You can always have the best intentions, but that doesn't mean it's the right thing, or you're doing the right thing. Or yeah, you got to have that. Right reasons, right actions. And as much as you need to focus on some little things from time to time, you still always have to have sight of that big picture. Well, always, it's like like trying yes. to cook a cook a great meal. You know, you get too wrapped up in dialing in this. You become like, nearsighted into the yeah. sauce, or you're you're trying to fix yeah. and dial in that sauce, and you don't realize the the rice is burning on the stove. Yeah, boom, you've blown it. There's because, a lot of analogies. You take your awareness away yeah. from that. You can use the forest trees. Yeah, but that thing. one's a good one. Mine, my, nah. my, 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 my rice burns. I like are the forest good. and the trees, the nearsightedness, farsightedness. But yeah, your rice one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was by uh, our uh, good old buddy Eric Douglas. We've done a couple of his stories in the past before out of Dougie. Scuba Diving Magazine. Old Dougie, E Doug. They call him E-Dug. on the streets. MCE Doug is in the his A. <laughs> Ed couldn't be more proud. He learned to dive a couple years before 
had 20 dives to his credit. As soon as he earned his certification, Ed had known it was something he wanted to share with his son. Leo had been busy finishing high school and starting college, but he had managed to earn his open water certification. Nice job, Leo. Yeah, way to go. Mm-hmm. This is a, a pretty typical story. Yeah. Right, of, yeah. of people getting certified. I've always wanted to do it. You know, uh, seeing something on TV catches your attention. You finally decide i'm taking that scuba class Mm -hmm. talk about it to your kid over the phone while you're chatting and he takes a little class out at school you guys get together you're gonna do a dive let me ask you this yeah go for it so i mean you've had where we are of course very passionate about scuba diving we love it we fell in love with it immediately so you went and got certified then you come back to your friends you're like oh you gotta try this and and you've got uh, all these friends that are like yeah, blah blah blah. Right? They 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 don't want it. They're they're nothing. They don't. They don't care. No, don't you hate them? Kind of in a way. <laughs> like you know when come I was on a little something. When I was younger, a couple of my friends got certified. Yeah, but did they but want they never to? Never stuck with it. Right? They yeah. weren't that passionate about no, it. No, no, they weren't. You know, that's my whole thing. Is I'm like, you become a scuba instructor. You 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 can't get your friends or family to to even. Like get some somewhat interested in it. I mean, it's, a couple maybe. My of course, my daughter is interested, and in, you know, yeah. it makes me happy to to it's a certain degree. But well, it's for nobody a, else. It's in for my a family. unique person. That's because we are unique people. Well, everybody's I mean, unique. I mean, most yeah. of the stuff that I like, most people look at me like I'm an idiot. I don't know <laughs> the movies I watch. The, some, some, some the, the music movies. I listen to. The music for sure. I don't get it of yours, but. I can I can overlook that. I like your 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 books, your intellect taste. Uh I think that's semi common to Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I get you. You're right. You are kind of unusual. <laughs> <laughs> You're an oddball. Hey. I, I, I mean ever, that in the have most you ever met Brando? sincerely <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever met my buddy Brando? <laughs> no. Yeah. They had dived together in a local quarry. But Ed hadn't had the chance to take his son to the ocean until today. He was having a blast watching his son's eyes as Leo explored the wreck below them. He could tell Leo was excited about everything he saw and knew the young man was hooked. Ed was thinking to himself how great it was that he had a new dive buddy and could share the underwater world with his son. Well, these thoughts that Ed's having are conjecture. I mean, we don't really know. We don't know because Ed's dead. If I'm, am I correct? Well, yes. Not to spoil the story, but we're reading into Ed's thoughts. Which well, they're painting, what if Ed is like? Well, here's what painting, he's really they're, thinking. They're, they're painting, painting a picture for us. Yeah, by just right? making up shit. They are, and it's supposed to be a true story. That's my only criticism. Come well, on, because there's a good chance that Ed that the Ed said, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna, I'm taking you wreck diving tomorrow. Yeah. Could you just mow the fucking lawn? So all I wanted you to do was <laughs> mow the lawn, and now he gets up." Lawn's not mowed, but he's already paid for the charter, so he takes his kid out. Take he's him. like, fucking Leo. Right. He doesn't care. You are right. That, that could very well be the case. Or it we could just be like, don't know. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, who knows what Ed's thinking. Well, so they're saying that he was I, having a blast watching yes. his son. Yeah. He could see. Like, he was, yeah. He was just so just so enamored with I his son that, looking yes. around. He's like, ah. Oh. I'm proud of taking my son to this He's, great place. They believe he was having a blast. He could tell that his kid was excited. And this made sure. old, old Eddie 
Mm-hmm. Feel proud. He's the good dad doing the great thing. I opened up a new world for my... Well, that's what you're supposed to be, you know. You're there to show your kid the world. Yeah, Teach showing them. These are the things you can do with your life. Go explore. See? Spark the... Shipwreck underwater. Yeah. You, could, you could be down there experiencing this. That's what you're supposed Learning to do. Learning the marine life. Mm-hmm. Living the marine life. A whole new world. <laughs> <gasps> We are kind of a Disney movie wrapped up in a podcast. Well, guess what? What? He took another breath, or at least tried to. He was out of gas? And almost nothing came through his regulator. A whole new world. (laughs) (laughs) Tragedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. Don't. Yeah. See, you're a father. I'm a father. I'm not. No. You had a dog. But the, you know, you're looking there like watching the kid, you know, do, do the well, thing. Well, I have a different background lose, than many and then, fathers. And then so. you lose, uh, you, you just completely lose track of all uh, time and everything. Like, Yeah. Again, I mean, I have a different background. One of the things the military has taught me, and of course being a scuba instructor, and any kind of rescue, I've you know, crash fire rescue, the things I did. If you don't rescue yourself first, you are another. You're going to be the other fatality. You're going to have two fatalities. Right, right, right. So you are always on top of yourself, so that when something goes wrong with your kid, you can at least render help there. But if you are so, you know, blatantly out in left field, <laughs> completely lost focus. I mean, that's that's what I'm getting at, I guess, is my focus has always been I, I'm taking care of myself so that there is a rescuer available for the little munchkin. If you want to call him a munchkin, I don't think I've ever called my kid munchkin. Well, I think... Till just now, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> I think so many instructors and, and dive shop staff and store mm-hmm. owners... They're so focused on selling you that draw of that magical underwater world. Right. That whole new world and down there. That's right? what you are selling. In right? my opinion, you should be selling that. Yeah. And the, the fish you're going to see and the, the life that you're going to experience and all the, the, the oh, amazing the sights. It's a Dr. Seuss right? book. It's, that's, that's what scuba diving is to so many people. That's what it is, though. I mean, the, essentially, it's it is the whole new world. It's the adventure of going to a n- completely foreign world to what humans are really adapt adapted to, right? Through the use of equipment and skills, correct. And, and early on, and I, your brain. That's, that's yeah. I think where I'm going is is early on. That's that's right. You know, you can you know you get this really good regulator. You don't have to worry about breathing because when you've got that this. Right, is the problem. And yeah. you have to. You can only be down for a certain amount of time. So you're going to need this technology to, to right. remind if you, you when you have to come up. And you're a certain brand of computer basically does the dive for you, and you can coast through it. You don't have to do anything. Right, 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 right. So if you, you buy these you and split are, fins, <laughs> you don't even have to learn how to swim. You no. can just wiggle your legs, and the the noodle flappers will yeah glide you through the water. Or if you have a rebreather, you never have to worry about gas again, right? Ever. So I think as you grow as a diver, I think at some point, you know, for for both of us, that mm-hmm. that light bulb. F- comes on and you're like wait wait there's something more i should know down here to ensure 
give you the upper edge. Yeah, the upper yeah. hand, I guess, uh, in in this potentially harsh environment. Uh, well, because you, it is a damn harsh environment. Even yeah. 30 feet of water is a harsh environment for a human being to be in. Well, yeah. It's not, it is not human life sustainable. We, when you go into it, it is a foreign, unfriendly environment. It does not want you to live, really. If it, no, no. It, Nature's yeah. pretty much trying to kill your ass every second when right. you're down there. So you have to, again, we, we adapted using mechanical means and... That gets the job done for a temporary, you know, time frame, um, and that's what we do. That's what scuba diving is, essentially, right? So, being able to do that very well increases your safety, in my humble opinion. Would you agree? Or yeah, no doubt. And that's about the it. whole point of you know, let's let's get good at scuba diving so we can go enjoy it that much more. You minimize that risk versus. I like the risk. That's my draw. Uh, well, right. Yeah, that, that is a lot of people. And, to, and, and, again, and because of the, the, they're doing it for that cool factor. The cool factor, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about these divers. Ed was 48 years old. He's a youngin. <laughs> See, I was thinking he's an old bastard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be 48 again. <laughs> I'm looking at like... 48 breathing down the back of my neck over here. I, could eat, oh my I could eat six donuts at a time back then and not gain an ounce. <laughs> Leo was 19 and had just finished his freshman year of college. Nice job, Leo. So uh, pretty typical little uh, father-son yeah. age gap there, eh? Ed had only an open water certification, but he was thinking of taking additional training now that Leo was a diver. He hoped they'd become dive instructors together and lead dive trips around the world. He couldn't oh. wait. Whoa. Whoa, big Ed. Let's pull those reins in. You don't like, think, I'm certified. I'm Jacques Cousteau. That's not how it goes. I think Ed just left the old lady. He had visions of the divorce and the single life on a beach down in the Caribbean. Walking along like, uh, who was that? That movie where he's the scuba instructor picking up women in a speedo. <laughs> That's the story, the life story of James Mott. He talks exactly. about. <laughs> Hi, ladies. You want to scuba? You for scuba? You want to scuba? <laughs> you two you for, for scuba? scuba? You two for scuba? So you know, you know, old Ed just left Cheryl's ass, right? <laughs> Cheryl's like, hey, where are you? Are you diving again? It's me <laughs> or diving. Honey, this is the last row. I can't take this anymore. It's me or diving right now. Make a decision. All right, we're done. We're getting a divorce. I'm going to become a goddamn dive instructor on the beaches of the Caribbean. I don't need you anymore. I saw one too many. Leo, boys. Leo, you're dropping out of school. We're going to go be instructors. You don't need school. We're going to drink rum and pick up chicks in the Caribbean. Dad, you're the greatest. <laughs> Leo, Leo, you have three more semesters. So, old, old Eddie, again, hoped that they'd become dive instructors together, lead dive trips around the world, leave an old mom at home. <laughs> Get, that is, uh, that's l- a big leap. <laughs> he couldn't wait. He couldn't wait for it. This is, this is his dream. You know, this is what I, it, I believe the agencies big... prey on. Oh. Let's spark this dream because he'll buy a whole bunch of certifications. Well, it's no, it's no joke gear. when the, like the, the, the first ad in the, the textbook is a, yeah, you can become, become an, instructor. an instructor. Well, of course you can become you become a, uh, anything you want to become if you want to put your mind to it and work at it. But it they make it so easy. And, and keep in mind, I mean, this is this is Ed 
who they just said earlier has 20 dives to his credit. Right. So I mean in this, his mind he's an instructor. This is this already. is that false sense of security that right. they that they put into the minds of divers right off the get-go mm-hmm. is that they are better than they that they right. feel they're so much better than they are because of the everything ended with a handshake and a pat on the back and uh, you were great. The, the easy yes. invite to the next level certification is, is right there. Really, all I got to do is it can't go be- next weekend and I'm I'm there. Yeah, doesn't it cross their mind like it can't be this easy? I mean, I cleared my mask the first time. I I did my my Buddha hovering and fin pivots and all the other crap. Yeah. Did your little all your you jump through your little tiny hoops. And you, you were told you got it. Oh, you're awesome! You're Wait, certified. Oh, man, you're one of my best you students. Got oh, yeah, you got great! The Congratulations. Stamp of approval. The world is your oyster now. And then it's no wonder why you see so many people that with an open water certification, you know, are uh, down at 120 than, feet, and they're, they're, they're like taking their yeah. buddy that they're just yeah, going to show because I, you know, I, I did really good in class. I'll just, I'll, take, I'll basically yeah. show you. I can teach you. I saw what the instructors did. There's nothing to it. Right, right. He shook my hand a lot. And showed me how to put the gear together. Actually, you whereas, put it together for me. Re- whereas really the conversation that the instructor should be having with students is, listen, you're not an instructor. Don't go around instructing, you know, instructing <laughs> until you've gotten that credential. Because otherwise, you're just watering down what we do. And I think mm-hmm. that's happened for so long that that oh. water down has become a standard, a new standard. Well, you know it's happened even in the courses we've taught in the past that they believe that what they have, because they did okay in it, that they've got it, that they can show somebody else now, where there's a lot of things that are missing. And then they believe they've got it because, yeah, they can get buoyancy and trim and even propulsion techniques from being with your buddies. And, and that's where you hone it, right? Right. But there's a big, big thing missing there. Well, yeah. I mean, when, when those skills are... The, if you believe the, that's it. If those skills yeah. are the essential skills for diving... Which is what you're calling them, yeah. the, the basic fundamental skills. That would mean that's the beginning, right? It's still the beginning. The very, that's the very beginning. But, it's not yeah. the big picture. Oh well, the, what I'm getting at is somebody who's passed that class believes that they can teach it now because you passed the class. But you're not getting the the main. I mean, the main thing of that class is the awareness level. I mean, if they were horribly, blatantly bad at it, that means their awareness is way off too, so they would miss it. But yeah, you if they even, were still, yeah, yeah. you know, you haven't even gotten to the point of the awareness part right. yet, which is really what you're trying to get to. Exactly, and that's right. the whole thing: is the awareness is where, and that's a hard thing to teach, even for an instructor. But they're oh, they're yeah, looking that's a, for that's it, a way, right? That's a much bigger picture. Right. It's like, but that's what. That's where real diving becomes real diving, mm-hmm. right? And in order to really understand that part of diving, you kind of already have to be a good diver to right. be able to you need learn experience. that part of diving. Yeah. Yeah. You need I'm experience doing living. the right thing, meaning you need experience having that awareness and someone pointing it out to you. So you not only do you have to just go out and dive a lot, you have to dive and then get into that kind of class and have somebody show you this is where you're losing awareness because this is yeah, this. Yeah, the, the education... I, I get the education early on with, with the pat on the back and the handshake. But at but, some point, the, the, the training needs to change to the point of 
this is what you're missing. Yes. This is what you're doing wrong every time you get in the water. You're getting better, but you're still making these mistakes. And this mm-hmm. is how you make these mistakes. Mm-hmm. And this is the, the trail you go down yeah. and lead to the same mistake every time. Well, that's where a real class comes in play. One that's not blowing smoke up your rear end. One that actually gives you the information you need, which is where am I short? Where are my shortfalls? I, I appreciate that you're patting me on the back. But that I'm, I, that's not that what I'm paying for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's paying for a certification, not an education. Yeah, well, and it's also paying for someone to blow smoke up here. Yeah. You know, hey, I, I need some compliments. Your ass. You can say it. Yes. You say fuck ten times an episode. You but can ass, say ass. Is, uh, it, con- it conjures up a different image. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Ed and Leo's dive. There was a light surface current in two to three foot seas as Ed and Leo got ready to make their first dive on the shipwreck. One of Ed's favorite dives. He's got 20, you know. (laughs) (laughs) One of my 20 favorite dives. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is probably... This one's in the top 20. Which is probably at at the most 10 different sites. Yeah. Four of which are shipwrecks. Right. This one just happens to be the one that's most intact. And, or the deepest, so obviously this is his favorite. favorite. This is my favorite. Because I'm going deep, going all the way this time, all the way to the bottom. I mean, uh, I mean how, how many people in the diving world are the, the that very, been there, done that, they, they did the, the wreck one time, mm-hmm. and they're the complete expert on everything about that shipwreck. How many As people if they've are, done it yeah. thousands of times. Yeah, I mean, this is a, and maybe I'm just an old, angry I shouldn't say I'm old grouchy bastard. Have you ever dove this wreck? Oh yeah, man, like hundreds of times. Hundreds? Wait, hundreds? Yes. And then you find out later they've got six hundreds of dives, dives total. Period. Right. Like, but you did hundreds on just that one yeah. shipwreck? Well, it's oh. just like the people who have a thousand Come. dives and you've been certified for three years and you're like you have a thousand dives here. What do you do for a living? Let me get my let me get my calculator real quick. So you've done. <laughs> that's that's just not adding up. Exactly. Just just the the more you open your mouth around people you don't know and you don't know their experience, the more you become an idiot to them. Well, garbage tends to flow. When, as you as yes. you puff the chest and, and try to make yourself yeah. self sound good, it's good. Uh, yeah, 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 garbage yeah. tends to flow. Nice. Where did you get that one? It's a it's an old uh, ancient Irish. Uh, Is it an old Irish ditty? <laughs> <laughs> when me garbage <laughs> tends to flow, oh, wee diddly diddly, like the whiskey <laughs> down the well. It's a it's an old uh, family family song. So as the dive master gave the briefing and told them what to expect, both divers got more and more excited. Leo was a little nervous. He hadn't dived since the previous summer, but had refreshed himself using his training course materials. So he just brushed up in the books, which is not terribly bad, but on the other hand, it's not jumping in a pool or refamiliarizing yourself with the equipment and the... Muscle memory, kind of thing. Yeah, that, I mean yeah. that's a that's a good attribute to have, right? As a as a new developing diver, haven't been in the water, grab the grab the manual, kind of review. Yeah, re- but review it still falls short or, though. Uh, the, 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 in my but, in my so mind. they're at the top yeah. of your head, you know. Yeah, but it still falls short in the practical aspects. Like you didn't put the gear on, you didn't 
refamiliarize yourself with the. Well, I mean, his dad's basically an instructor. You got that, okay? <laughs> they, his dad, dad's like, "Hey, Leo, you'll be fine. You got you'll this. Fine. You got this. I checked you out. You I checked you out, yo. You don't have Cheryl <laughs> nagging on your back like I did when I tried to get that experience. You all right? Yeah, wanting to become an instructor. Eddie, you, Eddie grabbing your dive gear again, Eddie. Where are you going? With that voice right there, I'd have left. Ay, ay, ay. So, yeah, I guess the whole thing is wanting to become an instructor is not the same as being an instructor. I want to be a brain surgeon. Lay down there, Leo. I know you got that small tumor. <laughs> well, I read I'd, a book. Uh, I read a book once. I know a guy. Ed reassured Leo that he'd be right beside him the entire dive. He showed him the pony bottle attached to Ed's main scuba cylinder in case one of them ran low on air. I got a pony bottle. So Ed Ed had a pony bottle on him. Ed's got, well, yeah, he's basically an so he's, when he sucked he's, uh, he's, when he sucked the last breath out, he should be he's okay. You got this, Ed. You got this, Ed. You got a pony bottle, yo, and a snorkel. Does he have a snorkel? Is the question. Ed's got twenty hey, well, dives well, and he's already diving with a pony bottle. Well, here's the deal, right? I mean, I mean, how how here's many times have deal. you seen this over the years? And, and now it's not a pony bottle as much as it is I'm going to sling a bottle. But it's the it's same. My, it's the same it's idea, my, yeah, right? Buddy, it's my like buddy. I'm, I'm going to take yeah. this extra supply of gas. Yeah. Back when I first got certified, it was the spare air. Yeah, that, oh yeah, right? I remember spare. And then, you, but at the same time, like the pony bottles were were there mm-hmm. as like this reassurance mm-hmm. of extra gas in case the shit hits the fan. I've got this extra bottle, but. I mean, I've seen divers run out of gas mm-hmm. on a dive because they were breathing on the pony bottle exactly. and not their not their main tank. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. that like by miracle these people are still alive. All of your equipment fail safes are useless if you don't possess a the skills or you've practiced it or even checking the equipment to make sure it's working and functioning normally. As it should. If you're well, not I, doing any of that, it doesn't matter that you've got it because you're going to go to it or you're already on it and you're going to go to it and it's not there. Well, I, like, I, and oh. I would go so far as to say that uh, having the right brain with the the right <sighs> gas management logic yeah. is actually safer than taking a bunch of extra gas with well, you. Well, yeah, you and I know this, <laughs> You, but you do, I mean, I know you work in the shop, you've may, you'll have people come in and Hey, what kind of pony, pony bottle do you recommend? And you're like, oh, get out of my store. I don't recommend any <laughs> pony bottle. What do you What do you need a pony bottle for? If you need a pony, you should be in twins. If you require a pony bottle, you should be in a twins. Right? Why so, Why wouldn't you just? Ha- yeah, have two two bottles you can access both at the same time. Yes. Um, if you, yeah, it's the whole thought process there. That makes you wonder. Well, it's because they're not getting the education. No. They're, they're just winging it. And the, the thought is more air, more bottles right. is better. Oh, just just throw it on. It reminds me of when I thought, oh, I'm going to get into tech diving. I'll go set up some twins. And then the whole thing was redundancy. This was the early 90s. Like redundancy, man. That's all you need. So if two second stages are good, four is amazing. Two SPGs, a wireless Extra LP hoses flying off, four knives, 
four knives in case ninjas come at you. Well, where, where, where's your stage, man? <laughs> you have one on each side? You had one. Of course, you had one on your BCD inflator hose, but you had a backup BCD, too, so you could put a second one on the other BCD, because if the first one goes well, away, that's so you, you still want know, to have so the so you mon- know which was the main right. inflator? The one that had the knife was the main inflator? No, they both the had did- knives, oh, so shit. you could put different size knives, different color knives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had them on your legs. You had them all over. I mean, we have a picture. I have a picture of one guy that we were diving with. Nice guy, great guy. And he has a lot of diving experience, except his equipment configuration. He's an engineer. Let me put it this way. He's an engineer. <laughs> his equipment configuration was insane. Ins- I thought I was insane with you know a couple extra second stages. And first stages, for that you matter. Know, you know, it was insane. You know that when you're wearing this <laughs> ring that you just described, and you look at somebody, somebody else, else and go, and that guy's there. crazy. <laughs> you know, it's out there, man. You know, he's got a bunch of shit. On. Well, here's the thing. So when I did assemble that rig, and then I went to you know learn to dive it, thinking I could teach myself, right? I've commercial dive school. I was a dive master at the time. Um, I went to teach myself, and I thought, well, what if somebody runs out of gas? So you're fumbling around for what do you do? What do you give? I've got one second stage rubber, you know, bungeed up to my back. Yeah. So you're thinking, oh, in theory, you just grab one of these and hand it off. How (laughs) well? It's super easy. But in reality, it's a clusterfuck. It's a cluster. It's it's not a well thought out system. So. So even I was, I had succumbed to the idea, like, I got this. It was the 90s, man. I got this. If, you, if all you know is do, redundancy, kind of- just one word, redundancy, you're, gonna, you're, you're still almost as handicapped as if you did not know that word. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they mentioned here that Ed had bought it, that pony bottle, right? Bought it a few weeks before, wanting an extra margin of safety since he was diving with his son. Right, so we knew he was going to do this deeper yeah. dive with his kid. I better be safer. I'm going to throw on a pony bottle because that's going to be the, the safety advantage that we need. Like you say, the intention is good. The intention is is very well thought out, I guess. Yes, I'm going to be with someone who doesn't have much experience, a very dear friend. Not that um, like, oh, it's not my son. I'm not going to give a fuck. <laughs> you know? right. ah, Joe Blow, I don't even like this guy. No, Actually, but- I'm going to go with a shortage of air <laughs> <laughs> and a couple extra knives. Sorry, man, I got to donate. <laughs> you should have brought more. You should have gotten a pony bottle. Like, it looks like you in trouble. Ed stayed slightly above and behind his son once they made it to the deck of the wreck. At oh, I feet. hate that fucker. I uh, hate him. I hate those dive. Well, buddies. you do, but Leo wouldn't wouldn't be, have enough experience to know the difference. Well, doesn't right? isn't Leo like? Where the hell's my dad? I love this dive. I wish my dad were here to, <laughs> except right. he's got to keep doing this, Dude, tipping looking over. Back looking back and tipping yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. But you understand it, right? Because Leo wanted to be in a position where, or uh, Ed wanted to be in a position where he could keep an eye that's on That's an Leo instructor whole... position. Well, he is an instructor. He's well, got he wants to be now. an instructor. So, yeah, he's he's learning the position right away. So he, <laughs> he wants to watch his kid have a, have a great time on this wreck. Throughout the dive, Leo checked his air supply regularly. Leo did. The kid. Good on you, Leo, mate. <laughs> now, Ed, he doesn't need to check his gas because I've got a pony he's got bottle. A pony bottle. What could go wrong? If something goes wrong, I just switch to my pony bottle. And a snorkel. Right? I've got a snorkel too. I mean, and that's the one I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier, is like <laughs> that's the mentality, but when you stick the pony bottle regulator in your mouth, 
while you're all fumbling around. You jump yeah. off the boat and the regulators pop out and you're trying to shove stuff yeah, back yeah. together like while you're getting slapped around with three, four foot waves, you know, chop hitting you yeah. while you're getting to the mooring line and you go down. And then you're like, I've got nothing to worry about because if I run out of air, I'm I just grab my, my pony, pony bottle. But then in four minutes, you run out of gas. You're like, what when you're the? expecting the run out of gas to occur at the maybe the 34 minute or the right. 44 minute, not the four minute mark. And you never once checked your, your pressure gauge. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you didn't notice Ooh. there's absolutely, I mean, that's, his pressure gauge showing full, but it hasn't dropped at all. So yeah, so Leo checked his air supply regularly. He didn't want to get into trouble on his very first ocean dive. Every few minutes, he glanced at his gauges and was reassured that he was in good shape. There was a stronger current at depth than at the surface, but Leo stayed close to the wreck structure and didn't have to work too hard to maintain his position. So getting down closer to the shipwreck itself, mm-hmm. like broke up a lot of the flow of that current coming yeah. across the, yeah. the top of the wreck. And as what we just learned a minute ago, that's where Leo's kind of hanging that, around, yeah. sitting, sitting and swimming and flow. watching. He's, yeah, so he's, he's fighting in flow. that flow, mm-hmm. right? So it took Ed a moment to figure out what was wrong with his regulator. The current was moving quickly across the deck, and he was swimming hard to stay above Leo. Ed felt as if his regulator was barely keeping up. Then all of a sudden, it wasn't keeping up at all. Ed looked at his air pressure gauge and realized it was showing zero. Ed quickly tapped his son on the shoulder, giving him the out of air and ascend signals. Ed began swimming as fast as he could toward the anchor line, knowing Leo would follow. So Ed didn't share gas. He just said, I'm out of air. We're going up. Freaked out. Panic like shit. I just ran out of air. We got to go up. Lost all semblance of what proper protocol, yeah. even though he's got 20 dives and it's basically <laughs> an instructor. <laughs> right? Yeah. The, the old. Uh, In his fighter. mind, he's walking on the Caribbean, Caribbean beach. Yeah. Caribbean yeah. The old freighter flight is kicking in and mm-hmm. he's now not able to stay calm mm-hmm. and make proper decisions. He's just reacting. Right. He had nothing. He had nothing no. drilled into him. It, it also goes to the shortcoming of the class because right there shows you it wasn't drilled into him enough that it wasn't instinctual. You know, like we talk about in panic situations or in life or death situations, you do go to that flight or fight response, but the response has to be somewhat drilled into you that it's automatic to, yeah, because yeah. your like brain doesn't it. think as much. It does. There isn't, you know, it's not like going into, I'm going to go through a process of complex thoughts what happens is this instinctual behavior takes over. So what is your instinct? If you'd have a cheap little, you know, fast food McDonald's class, your instinct is still your normal instinct, which is I can't breathe underwater. I can't breathe underwater. I got to get to the surface. surface. Correct. If you have had a class that is drilled into you, a new instinct, which is I solve all my problems down here, and then we can go up. Yes, but that's that, completely. Different. But that has to be manufactured yeah inside inside of you and and really really worked and practiced and Mm -hmm. and your complete behavior as a human being has to change change. right you need a behavioral change an instinct change and that takes a good instructor a good class and some time you can't do it in a weekend no at least most people can ed ascended you and me (laughs) (laughs) i did my i just had to show up saturday (laughs) i had a three-hour class Ed ascended as he swam, reaching the anchor line at around 45 feet. He got a few sips of air from his tank as the ambient pressure decreased. In his panic, he mostly 
held his breath, trying to save what he had in his lungs for the swim. Mm. Again, that's your instinct. That's your natural instinct. I'm underwater. Hold my breath. Correct, because this is all happening fast. Mm -hmm. He's not there sitting there going, Exhale. Little tiny bubbles. Tiny Ah. bubbles. Yeah. (laughs) Did you teach the... uh, did you teach the Led Zeppelin method? Ah, all the way to the surface. Ah, I come from the land of you know. No, yeah, I I I teach the uh, the Van Morrison version. Here you go. la 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 da da da. All the way up to the surface. That's a lot smoother than. Well, although it's not as you can sustain it longer. Yeah, if you go, but what do they say ah, when they break the water? Ah, the whole time. What do they say when they break the surface? Because my guys go right into, we come from the land of the ice and snow, <laughs> midnight sun and the harsh winds blow. We have that line ready to rock. Because we're Zeppelin, man. Yeah, we're that, Zeppelin divers. That, that, is, uh, that is pretty good. You like break the surface. We come, we come from the land of the, the ice and snow. snow. <laughs> That's gonna and be people it. are like, but you tell the boat captain ahead of time so that if you break the surface and you you immediately break into a Zeppelin tune, he knows shit went down. <laughs> shit <just hit> the <laughs> van. See, my, my guys come to the surface and they go, hey, where did we go? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. You guys, you guys will come up like looking a little... Like uh, more laid back, where my guys are, you know. You guys look psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're Zeppelin. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to work. <laughs> this is work. <laughs> so, at around twenty feet, Ed remembered his pony bottle, steadied himself, and grabbed the extra regulator, taking a deep breath from the regulator. From the regulator. Oh, okay. So he got to it. Yeah. His breathing was rapid. But he slowly got things under control as Leo finally joined them and they completed their safety stop. Although Ed signaled to Leo that he felt funny. <laughs> funny or I'm feeling a little funny. Funny's not the right adjective. Uh, Eddie, it is just not the right adjective. Ed sa- uh, Leo says or adverb. I Leo think. says to Eddie, he says, Whatever happened to Tuesday? So slow. <laughs> We are your going overload. down to the old mine. Going down to the old mine with the transistor radio. No, I think he was talking about being their overlords. No, actually, uh, at that point is where uh, is Leo. Uh, so at this point, Leo says to his dad, "Do you remember when we used to sing?" la 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 da. Okay, so they surfaced and made their way to the dive boat's ladder. So get up. So I'm guessing he embolized like between 40 and 20. Yeah. Which is a great, it's a good change of volume right there. Yeah, that's, that's where, what, uh, that's what we'll remember as, as you're getting closer and closer to the surface. It's a bigger change. Ratio every every yeah. foot gets bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Ed insisted that his son go up the ladder first. Leo started to argue, but decided to board so he could let the dive master know his dad was in trouble. Ed started to climb out of the water and collapsed on the swim step, falling onto his face and losing consciousness. The dive boat crew grabbed Ed and pulled him the rest of the way into the boat. They pulled off his gear and began CPR. Yeah, again, this is that, you know, 
dad mentality, instructor mentality of wanting the mm-hmm. you know, that kid mm-hmm. to go up first. You know, not that it probably would have been much different. No. Other, you know, uh, other than you know, Leo would have just been behind him as he collapsed no, face yeah. first. Who went up it. first was regardless. You know, the the fate was sealed already. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. damage is is it's done, done. Mm-hmm. right? And and these these injuries, right? For the, those new guys out there, um, obviously this is a a lung over expansion injury, mm-hmm. right? And um, we would call Bubbles it decompression forced, yeah. decompression illness. Yeah. Where versus. Decompression sickness, sickness the bands, bands, right, yeah. which is usually delayed. But this yeah. is right, boom, he's right up. I mean, the, this literally, the damage is done. This is, he's. Yeah, it's probably an embolism, which is a, you know, air has been forced back into the back, bloodstream. Right. So could have been caught back in the lungs, can go catching the heart, brain, wherever. A, a bubble, an actual blood stopping bubble. In other words, it will occlude a blood vessel or an area of tissue that needs oxygenated oxygenated blood. So it's bad news. Yeah, bad news. Ed never regained consciousness. Dun, dun, dun. I have nothing to say. There's nothing <laughs> funny about that. <laughs> James is looking for the comic relief there. Uh, I maybe that's you, not a bad thing. I was ready, <laughs> ready for you to say that he came from the land of the ice and snow or something. <laughs> no. And Cheryl finally stopped bitching. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes. So the story kind of has a happy ending, though, right? Because well, happy. Well, he didn't have to listen to Cheryl anymore. <laughs> Eddie, did you die on this dime? See, right there, that right there is like some guys will do anything to get away from that. <laughs> I'll be goddamned <laughs> if I'm going through a divorce. <laughs> Analysis. Ed was more worried about his son on this dive than he was about himself. His good intentions put both of them at risk and cost Ed his life. In an emergency, panic narrows a diver's options to what he or she has reviewed and practiced. Ed had bought a pony bottle but never used it or even thought much about what to do with it. In his panic, after running out of air at depth, the only thing Ed thought of was fleeing toward the surface. He didn't think of using his son's alternate air source or using the alternate air source he was carrying for just such a situation. Again, yeah. I mean, we've already spoke about this, but yeah. It's because he doesn't have the the practice and the experience. No, the behavior has not been trained into him. So he doesn't, he's going to do what he normally would have done prior to ever taking a certification class, which is bolt. Bolt to the surface. Yeah, get out of there quick. Yeah, so... Go to the air, man. Go to the air. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, buying every piece of safety equipment does not make you safer underwater. No. Having every single possible alternate air source at your disposal to does use nothing. isn't necessarily going to make you... If you don't know how to use it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to make you safer if you're just carrying more equipment. As a matter of fact, it becomes it's a probably, detriment. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we try to teach, isn't it? Yeah, well, you, well, you carry guess, the minimum amount. I, I, I guess that's important to say for for somebody yeah. new that's listening that that doesn't understand that 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 having more could be a detriment, right? right. A serious be, because detriment, of all yes. the extra drag you're carrying, all the extra work it takes to mm-hmm. move through the water, and then you have to think, what do I go to? What, what do, do I, I go do with now? all of this shit? Yeah, when that when you start mm-hmm. carrying more and more stuff, different stuff every single time you get in the water, mm-hmm. you do have that delay exactly. of. Where am I? What have I got? Right. What am I in today? And that's yeah. precious time underwater. Mm-hmm. 
that you don't want to have to waste. And it's really precious. It's even more precious when you don't have the behavior drilled in. You don't actually, you may have read it. This is what you do. You may have even practiced it once, but it's got to be drilled. It's got to go over. It's, you know, this is a military thing, yeah, too. Yeah, it's got to be drilled it, in a way that you, you drill, can... Drill, uh, drill, 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 You drill. can screw up mm-hmm. in a controlled setting. You can make the mistakes in the controlled setting. You can see how you go down the road of making the mistakes mm-hmm. where you can come back and try to learn how to fix that way of doing things mm-hmm. so that you have a better reaction. You have what is that textbook reaction. You, right. This is you how, have the right behavior the because you've worked to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm, with you. I'm with you. Somebody's with me finally. <laughs> For any emergency procedure to be effective, you have to practice it regularly. Ed and Leo should have discussed what they would do in the event of an emergency and practice using the pony bottle regulator. They could have done this on the boat or on the bottom as soon as they reached the wreck before they began their exploration. He mentions here that safety stops can be a great place to practice emergency drills. You have a few moments to do nothing but breathe, so why not practice skills like mask removal and replacement or regulator recovery and alternate air source breathing? It's a good idea to brief your buddy first on your plan so you don't scare him underwater. And that's all good and Mm -hmm. wonderful after the fact. Yeah. You know, yes, but you should... I mean, you should be go on training skills. dives. Yeah, man. right. Yeah, go do a training dive. Yeah, that's what you got these little ponds and quarries for. There's, I love being underwater, so I could go and dive them anyway. But they also afford a controlled environment for you to do your skill practice, right? And the other thing, James, you should point out is it's not just practice makes perfect because we know that's not absolutely true. Correct. If yeah, you yeah. are practicing something that's not uh, advisable. If you are practicing wrong, in other words, you're just drilling in a behavior that's wrong. You're going to have it even more, you know, in interiorized, if that's the right, internalized, uh, than if you didn't have anything. So yes. when you go to learn, you need to be sure that you're learning correctly and practicing correctly. Yeah, and, you know, you and I could sit here and talk all day for why uh, the pony bottle Regulator is yeah. is a poor choice, but yeah. but be it as it may, if that's the choice that you've gone to, at least you, at least know it. how to use it, right? Yeah, you have to know how to use it. You Correctly. have to be well trained in using it, mm-hmm. confirming that it's on, confirming that it's full, confirming that it can be properly deployed. Mm-hmm. In Ed's case, an autopsy showed the presence of intravascular and intracardiac gas. In other words. He had bubbles in his circulatory system and heart, suggesting an arterial gas embolism. Ed panicked and held his breath while he ascended. He continued to inhale from his regulator, but didn't exhale the expanding gas. Only when he reached safety stop depth did he calm down enough to breathe from the pony bottle. The ascent from 90 feet to 20 feet was more than enough drop in pressure to create the embolism. But he went to 40, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he went from 90 to 40 to, 40 to the right. line, and then, then from 40 up to, 40, to 20, yeah. and then that's where he calmed down. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, ultimately, he was at roughly, you know, almost four addas and coming back up to one. One and a yeah, half, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was bad news. It's a big change. Ultimately, even though Ed's reaction is what killed him, the basic problem was avoidable. 
If he had monitored his gas and been aware that he was working harder at depth because of the position he chose to make the dive in above his son, subject to the stronger current, the issue could have been averted. All Ed had to do was dive beside his buddy rather than trying to take care of the younger diver and signal that they needed to ascend when he realized his pressure gauge was in the red. So he really sucked through the gas. I was thinking in the, in the beginning of the story you were going to say, yeah, he was on his pony bottle. He didn't realize it, but right, right, he right, sucked right. through his back he, gas. Yeah, he sucked through his back gas. This easily could have been a story of him breathing off the pony unintentionally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For I'm, sure. I'm, I think that's pretty, actually, more common than people think, but it's like the, old, get, the, the uh, old days with the old J-valve deal. Yeah. Yeah. Starting it with with it already and in reserve, <laughs> and you think, I'm going to go to my reserve now. It's getting tough to breathe, and you don't have a reserve to go to. <laughs> you already pulled it. God damn it, I did it again. <laughs> right. But And really, what is a pony bottle? It, but it's, it's, it's just a, a bigger J-valve exactly, reserve. Exactly, that's is all really it is, is yeah. yes. Um, so yeah, yeah, if either of those things had happened, father and son could have enjoyed a long diving career together. So they give us a, a few lessons for life at the end of this story. Always. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Never. <laughs> One, no. practice with new equipment to be comfortable with it when you need it. God Hello. damn Hello. That's a that's a no-brainer. Two, regularly rehearse rescue skills in the water to make sure you are prepared for an emergency. Again, I mean, this is um, really a, a continuation of one, right? Practice the equipment, mm-hmm. but also practice your own skills. Yeah, it's not just the equipment. It's the, the skill set. And the experience the of, right. of, you know, being in the water. And 20 dives is not a lot of dives. It's nothing. Especially over a couple of years. I mean, 20 dives... In a season, is getting okay. it's getting a good start, mm-hmm. yeah. but twenty dives over the course of a couple of years is not a lot no. of experience. In fact, I would say it's really no experience. That's a week. Like, yeah, I'm going to do three dives a day, four dives some days. You know, nice leisurely. Yeah, nothing too too crazy. Monitor your own gas supply and be prepared to call the dive when your air supply is getting low. And monitoring your air supply is not. When it goes beep, <laughs> I know I have to hard come. To, <laughs> hard to breathe. <laughs> notice that it's in the red, right? It's going down with a yeah. gas management plan, knowing that you have a likely possibility of running out of gas for some <laughs> reason while you're breathing underwater, and you're going to need a certain reserve to get two people to the surface if the shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. What is that amount? It's different for different depths, but you need to have the ability to determine that. You, well, you should have a pretty good idea by the time you're certified at least somewhat of an idea of i'm i'm diving this i'm going to be using gas now if you're going down to 100 feet you've never been to 100 feet you better be on that gas in in the sense of watching your gauge and i I mean i'm going to go so far as to say that if you can't calculate how much gas you need to get home from 100 feet you you, shouldn't be at 100 feet you that goes back to the class you got because You don't know what you don't know. We say this a million times. You don't know what you don't know, people. You think that you've got the you've got the big picture because you got that card from Open Water 101 or even your advanced class or your rescue class or whatever. You don't. Stay out of currents on a dive to avoid working hard and consuming your gas supply more quickly. 
Well, that's all great and wonderful, I would say, but but you don't know what's going to happen. Yes. And if you've if you've got the gas calculation and the plan of, of knowing that you need the this volume for mm-hmm. this problem, if the current comes, the current comes. Right. You know, it, it doesn't change. I mean, you might start to use gas quicker, you which might, if you're you've been taught well, you're going to know. Hey, I'm in current. I'm going to be using gas quicker. I'm going to monitor even closer. Correct, keep but, but that's just going to put even more emphasis right. on the need for that reserve, and it's going to come sooner. Very good. Rather than there's another regulator here for me to switch <laughs> I don't to. Have to worry if about I it. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is an equipment solution to a non-equipment problem. The problem is in your brain, your brain, your yeah. th- your mindset, and and your actions, your behavior. Lastly, don't assume a position where you have to take care of another diver. Unless you're a dive professional and you're teaching a class, in that case, you are prepared to be the one who does the rescuing in an emergency. And you and I have talked about this and mentioned this before, right? That, that's the whole, hey, uh, you know, my, my dad's got 20 dives. He's almost an instructor. He's gonna, he's, <laughs> he, he said I can just trust him, right? right? And he's going to take me on this dive deeper than I should be. Or mm-hmm. he's going to take me inside this wreck, even though I don't have mm-hmm. the training and the gear for it. Mm-hmm. Or we're just going to go a little ways in this cave. You know, uh, uh, we'll be fine because mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's got 20 dives and is basically an instructor. Yeah. Wanting to be an instructor is not being an instructor. <laughs> 20 dives definitely is not an instructor. I would go so far as to say 100 dives is not an instructor. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, 100 (laughs) dives and you're starting to get some experience where you could go down a leadership role. It shouldn't be 99, 100. I'm going into instructor school. Okay, give me my – well, you don't even – I want you to count those dives. You know how many instructors I know out there that that are – they're done with instructor school. They just got to go Do, from 98, 99, 100 so they can finally submit the paperwork. That's my little dig right there. I'm, I'm trying to get a little dig in there because if you look at that minimum requirement, you're like, what? Huh? You, how many were your open water class? How many were your advanced class? How many were in your rescue? How many were in your dive master? Okay. Then you're going to say, oh, you just need whatever offsets that. All of those were under instructor supervision, yeah, yeah. and then you're going to have your little bit of off to offset it. That's not many dives. That's just not much experience. It's the very beginning stage exactly. of experience. And you're going to be teaching people now, certifying them. What kind of instruction are you really able to give with that kind of experience? I mean, and I know there's people who are going to take the you know our criticism to heart, and they're going to you know want to lash out. But the you know. The criticism is out there, so you self-evaluate or reevaluate where you're at. Well, I mean, yeah, and become better. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, we want we want the, the community to grow, right? And if you're if you're the instru- you know one of the instructors at the at the local dive shop, and all you do yourself for diving it's is pool. is the the pool, mm-hmm. the the thirty feet quarry dives, thirty feet on the reef. Like, do you should you really be teaching the advanced cl- the deep dive on the yeah. advanced class if you on, never man. do it yourself? Right, come on. I mean, isn't there a better instructor more equipped to to give a better and level of an, uh, instruction there? And, and that's just the beginning right. stages, right? What kind of class are you really giving these new people when you, the instructor, has a minimal amount of experience diving? 
that's a, a critique on that. And again, I think that lends itself to this father believing he can take his kid to, you know, after 20 dives. How many how many dives does his kid have? We didn't even get into that, did right, we? Right, right. Um, he's going to take his kid down to the 100 foot on a wreck, obviously in a current. I mean, there's just that picture right there. There's a lot question, you know, in their decision making, a lot of questions that, you know, it's all questionable. So that I guess that's what I want to say. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, hey, everybody, that was a great little dive. Well, it was not a, for not for Ed. No, but. Ed didn't. It's good for Cheryl, whose life insurance just paid out in spades. <laughs> um, and old Leo gets to go to college now without having to take those loans out. Oh, thanks, Dad. We went dark there, didn't it? We, we did, just went did. dark. We went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was it was an educational dive. This kind of thing, I mean, obviously it's a true story. I think we see a lot of the elements of this all the time. Definitely do. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's why I thought it was a pretty good, yeah. uh, good fitting one. This is a uh, this one taps into the reality of divers out there. Very good, very yeah. very to heart. Yeah. So okay, cool. Well, I'll sign these logbooks and uh, uh, get get it moving. Dear Jamesy, see you in the land of the ice and snow. Get Man. well soon. Zap. Man, no. Do you remember when <laughs> we used to dive? Safe diving, folks. When you see uh, these, these guys, work this is work. I'm trying to give you segue ideas. <laughs> but this is unsegwayable. <laughs>